Hello and welcome back to What the Frick podcast. Thank you all. I know it's been a bit of a hiatus. As I mentioned in my previous episode, I just got back from my 20-day trip in Europe and I'm excited to come on and just talk about it with you guys and I've decided that there was a lot that happened and I'm going to split these episodes up into little mini episodes devoted to each place that I went to just to give you the the full scope of everything that happened. So to start it off the first place that I went to was London in England of course and the trip started off very interesting because I actually broke my middle toe on my left foot about three days before I left and this is obviously not good because when you go to Europe you are doing a lot of walking you know especially a place like London you're walking an average of you know just a lot more than you are in the USA where we drive everywhere and you know you're working at your jobs you're not really walking So that was really scary because I was like, what am I going to do? And it wasn't just like one of those things where it's like, oh, my foot kind of hurts. My toe kind of hurts. Like I couldn't walk properly and it was scary. So I ended up wearing my like $8 Amazon slides on the plane that were super cushiony because that was the only thing I could really walk in. And once I got to London... I had been doing like compression socks, I had wrapped my foot, I was on Advil, I was icing my foot constantly just trying to make it as as less painful as I could for when I actually did get there. So thankfully when I did get there I was able to get my foot into my walking shoes that I bought specifically for Europe. I was wrapping my foot or my toe every day just trying to kind of compress it and make it a little bit more easier for me for me to walk and I was also taking Advil in the morning and at night just trying to sort of subside the pain I was not gonna let anything stop me my parents were like so what are you gonna do and I was like what do you mean I'm I'm going to Europe I've had this trip planned for months like yeah this sucks but I'll I'll get over it um it's interesting because I'm I'm now back and it's been three four weeks and my toes a lot better I can you know fully walk and do everything I need to do but it does still sort of have this weird swollenness to it and I'm a little worried about permanent damage from walking so much on it when I probably should have been doing nothing but icing it and not walking on it during those three weeks but you know what you gotta do what you gotta do So I get to Europe and obviously the hardest thing about first arriving in a new country is the time change and I was up for a total of 30 hours on the day that I arrived. I took off from JFK in New York City at about 7 o'clock at night and I arrived in London at 7 a.m. their time. I tried really hard to sleep on the plane but that was just a no-go. I just cannot do it. I just can't. So I was like, you know what? I'll be fine. <laughs> I've gone on no sleep before. I'll I'll make it through. So I get to London. I take a shower. I get ready. And I went out for a full day of walking and drinking and moving around. And I will say I was really happy and proud of myself. But by the time it did hit about 7 o'clock at night, I was feeling a little zombie-ish. And I remember getting back to the hotel with my friend and saying to her, 
yo i cannot go out for dinner i need to i need to stay in like we need to go get takeout because i'm feeling weird right now and to top it all off our hotel did not have air conditioning that's just not really a thing in london and it's summer so it was actually pretty hot and we had these two little fans the hotel gave us so trying to sleep that first night was hard and you would have thought it would have been very easy considering how tired I was but honestly it took me a long time to fall asleep because I was just very out of it um, with the time change two it was really really hot and three I could feel my toe like swelling so that made it more difficult but (laughs) that was just the start of the trip so there's going to be a couple of you know bumps along the way I decided I wanted to utilize TikTok on this trip and I wanted to, I guess, capture myself every time I took or I had an alcoholic beverage. So every time I ordered a drink, I would take a one second video of myself on TikTok just to sort of see how many drinks I would have in the 20 days that I was in Europe. So if you want to see that, it's going up on my TikTok, I think, tomorrow. I've been trying to find a song to go with it. But look out for that and you can see how many drinks I had. I think it was 64 or 65 in 20 days. I think it averages out to a little over three drinks a day, which really isn't that bad. But to say you had 65 drinks in 20 days just seems like a lot to me. But it's a, it's a European summer. You know, you got to do what you got to do. So honestly, we just did a lot of really touristy things and luckily London is such a big and fun city that you're always going to find something to do. It was my third time back in the city and my friend's first time. So I was kind of just showing her around, showing her the fun stuff and also incorporating some new things into our trip. Um, I always like to go to Harrods, which is basically just a giant department store, but it has, it's very luxurious. It has restaurants in it it has cafes and it has a whole like food hall and every floor is different with like designers so it's honestly just really fun to walk around and every year they sort of add new things this year they added uh the prada cafe which is what it sounds like a cafe dedicated to prada so i made reservations for there and we went there and just had lunch and took a lot of pictures obviously it was really fun. I wouldn't say the food was all that good, but the aesthetics were were top notch. So I couldn't complain about that. We found this really cute breakfast place near our hotel called My Old Dutch, and it's pretty much just Dutch pancakes and other breakfast items. We ended up going there twice because it was so good. And I think it was just fun finding these little restaurants. I'm not someone that's big on food when I travel because I'm such a picky eater and I just want to make sure I'm eating things that I know aren't going to make me sick or upset my stomach. So finding a good place that I like that's also, you know, cost effective is always a win for me. And we did all the touristy things like Buckingham Palace, Big Ben, Trafalgar Square, Uh, We went to the Prince Albert Memorial, just sort of walking around and, you know, finding cute places. We spent an entire day in Notting Hill, which is 
very accessible by tube and it was fun because uh, I had never been to Notting Hill before. It's one of the places I, I hadn't been before in the city. So I was excited to go there and just see all the colorful buildings. If you haven't seen the movie with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, it's it's a fun one. And it was just kind of cool to see where they had actually filmed parts of that movie. So another thing that we did was this TikTok trend called London Boy, where we had seen people who had been to London. They would go and Taylor Swift has this song called London Boy where she talks about London and at the time when she was dating her boyfriend from London just saying how like cute he was blah 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 so there was this trend going on basically just like showcasing all these really attractive British men and I was like I can't wait to get there and do this so me and my friend had a little thing going where when we saw an attractive guy we would subtly film them not in like a weird or creepy way just like a couple seconds for this tiktok and it's funny because we made the whole tiktok it all went well i post it it doesn't really like get much traction i'm like okay whatever and then a few days later i open up tiktok and i have like all of these notifications all of these comments likes and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh my God, this TikTok is like blowing up and like getting a ton of views, a ton of engagement. And I'm like, what's going on? And I open the comments and people are like, oh my God, that's Mason Gooding. And I'm like, what? And they're like, that's a famous actor. And I'm like, wait, what? And one of the men that we filmed, who is actually the first guy I filmed for the TikTok happens to be a famous actor in Hollywood I mean he's he's no like you know Tom Hanks or Brad Pitt type famous but he's well known enough that people are recognizing him on TikTok he's been in some of the Scream movies um Love Victor Booksmart very attractive guy and me and my friend were sitting at this very like local pub we just happened to sort of come upon because we were tired of walking and I see this guy with his friends And I'm like, that guy's really hot. (laughs) I want to film him. And he did have an accent of some type. I I was making sure that I was hearing every guy before I filmed them to like make sure they were British in some way. And we heard him speaking to this couple next to us. I'm like, oh, he's definitely British. And like me thinking, oh, like we should try to talk to this guy and his friends, not knowing at all who he was. And we didn't end up talking to him. But the couple next to us told us that after they left, because we were talking to them, they're like, oh, yeah, that guy said he's an actor. And I'm like, oh, and he's like from L.A. We're like, oh, yeah, I know there's lots of people in L.A. trying to make it as actors. So he's probably just like, you know, some random extra or something. And then little do I know he's actually like an actual real actor and he's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. So that was kind of cool. And all of these comments on TikTok were saying how you just filmed you know mason gooding without even knowing who he was like you're so lucky just like comment after comment but oh my god it's this guy and blah 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 yeah me and my friend had no idea who he was other than the fact that we thought he was super hot which he is (laughs) so it was kind of funny and the tiktok is still getting some traction it has over 1.5 million views um the comments are either pretty much all related to that actor or I do have some haters commenting about why I am filming people without their consent 
And yes, I hear you, but I'm not filming people and like making fun of them on the internet like a lot of people do. And it's not illegal to film people in public spaces like that. If you were in a bathroom or a changing room, then yeah, that's illegal. But I filmed pretty much every single guy either at a pub or a restaurant. So it's a public space and I'm literally calling them hot and attractive and showing part of their face for a couple seconds so those comments I, I get where you're coming from but like this is not a malicious thing so it's fine okay got it <laughs> but yeah having that TikTok blow up was kind of cool and just the fact that we were sitting at this random pub like it wasn't even a touristy place it was actually they actually told us it was one of the most haunted pubs in London and we literally just like walked through this little neighborhood and we were like, oh, that looks cute. Let's stop here. There was like maybe 15 people inside. And we were like, oh, we just happened to run into like a famous actor who just happened to be here with his friends. Um, he was super nice. He was like talking to, you know, that couple next to us. We did um, ask him if he wanted to like borrow a chair because they had like too many people in their group. And he was super cordial. Um, but like nobody around us knew who he was either, um, which <laughs> was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, super good looking guy and I'm glad he made it on my TikTok because it kind of made me famous. Some other things that I, me and my friend just overall took away from London was how different the men really are there. We noticed that in America, we're very used to men like coming up to us in bars or in clubs and like trying to talk to us or just you know be a little bit more aggressive and assertive and that can be a good thing and a bad thing like I've been in a club in America where I was straight up crying me and my friend and we had guys coming up to us being like hey girl what's wrong like let me fix no like can you can't read the room whereas the men over here like they weren't trying at all in any way and they actually would do this thing where after work, they would like go to a pub and they would like stand outside of the pubs because there just like weren't enough tables. So they're standing in the middle of the street, like the cobblestone streets, and they are all coming from work. So they all are wearing like suits and they have their like work backpacks and they stick their backpacks like on the ground. And then they do a little circle around their backpacks to like protect them. And they stand in these like clicks. And it was just really interesting to see. And my friend and I talked to one of the groups for a while, just sort of about like what culture is like in England and like questions that we had. And we were like, so you guys just came from work? And they were like, yeah. And it was 830 at night when they said this. And we were like, are your hours different than like a nine to five? And they're like, no, no. Like we get off around five, four thirty. And I'm like, okay, well, it's like almost nine o'clock at night and you still have your work backpack. And they said, well, yeah, we've been here for like three hours. <laughs> and we were like, are you serious? Like, that's a really long time. And then they sort of just said, well, you know, a lot of us don't necessarily live in the city. So we got to take the train, you know, get home. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. But literally just packs and packs of men in the street, like, with their beers and their little work backpacks everywhere it's it's quite it was quite a scene and it was it was interesting to see my friend and I were nervous because we were like well we don't want to like interrupt people talking to each other and everyone was standing in literal circles of 
literal packs like they looked like clicks and i was like i'm sure they'll talk to us if we just like are friendly you know we're not going to be rude to them like they would have no reason to like not want to talk to us or at least answer a question or two before like going about their time so we noticed that once we did start talking to these guys early just anyone like people were so friendly like very inviting like offering to like get us another beer so it's just like a weird stereotype almost like we are so used to men coming more onto us that we sort of had to like be the ones to like initiate that social aspect and we weren't even trying to like talk to them in a flirtatious way like literally just a friendly way of like oh like what's it like here and like what do you like to do here and stuff like that and they were again like very social and very friendly so I'm glad that we we did that we had that opportunity the other thing that we learned was the tube, which is their subway, basically. It's like the best thing ever, and it's pretty cost-effective, and it, it takes you all over the city, and you may have to switch tubes a few times, depending on how far you're going, but there was one night where we were out until about midnight. It was like one of our last nights there, and we, were, we weren't too far from the hotel. Like, if we wanted to walk, we could have walked the, like, 25 minutes. But we were like, we'd rather not. Like, our feet really hurt, and we just want to go home. So we asked these guys, like, hey, is the tube safe to, like, be taking at this time of night? And they were like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, you'll be fine. And it was, like, a weekend night, too, so that probably helped. But it was just very interesting because in New York City, I would never get on the subway after midnight to, like, take the train. Like, that would just be kind of scary. So it was just a lot more, I guess, safe. And I know that London's a big city, too, and there's probably some unsafe parts to it. But it was just really cool to feel safe and, like, secure and knowing we could get on this public transportation at, like, 12 o'clock at night and you know make it to our hotel safely the other thing we noticed about london was people say it's a more expensive city just like the cost of living and also going out in london my friend and i didn't feel like it was that much more expensive than what we're used to here in the states keep in mind she lives in orange county california and i live in scottsdale arizona so those are two places where cost of living is higher but we were talking to these guys about just sort of like the average rent for a place and saying like well you're going to be paying between 1800 to 2000 dollars for like a one bedroom apartment in the states and they're like that's crazy and i was like yeah and we were like the food here and the drinks didn't really seem that much more expensive like a cocktail was maybe like 15 16 pounds and obviously there is like a currency conversion there but it didn't seem that much different than how it is here or like getting a beer was like six pounds and again i'm like okay that's really not that different and people do talk about how it's an expensive place to visit but it could have just been the places we were going we did go to some nicer restaurants and we did spend a lot of time in the pubs just like walking around and getting to know people but we overall found that London wasn't as expensive as we thought it was at least for our personal finances when we were there the hotels were very expensive like trying to find a hotel was hard 
unless you were staying like really out of the city which we did not want to do i will say that was probably the most expensive part of visiting london but it was so fun and it was cool to go back as a 21 year old because the last time i had been there i had like just turned 18 so it was just cool to be able to like really go out and experience things and to be doing it like on your own dime because the last time I was there I was depending on you know my parents money when I was younger and being on these family trips so having the freedom to really just like make your own itinerary your own reservations for places and just sort of do whatever you wanted was really cool and I love London I think it's so fun I'll I'll probably be going back in the in the in the future just because it is such a fun city and there is so much to do and we were there for four or five days and we still couldn't fit everything in that we wanted so we did average between 12 to 18,000 steps a day so that was I think around five to eight no yeah five to eight miles a day so I'm not sure how my toe survived but like I said I just did I oh like I said, I didn't let it bother me. There were some days where I was like, my f- my toe was killing me. But for the most part, I just sort of le- like left it out of my mind. Did not want to think about it. I was really sad because we were there the week of the Pride Parade. And there was all this cool, like, there were all these like LGBTQ flags hanging. And like the city just felt really colorful. And there were like rainbows everywhere. And the day that we left London to go to our next city happened to be the Pride Parade. And I was really hoping that it was going to be like in the morning so we could experience some of it. But we we didn't. We had to leave for our our flight, sadly. But it would have been very cool to experience a Pride Parade in a different country. I had a lot of my signature drink when I was there. Pims is like what I don't know if they would say they're known for this, but every time I go to London, I have a Pimm's cup, which is like this very like summery lemonade-ish type drink with this Pimm's liquor in it. If you ever go to London, get one. They're pretty good and they're not that expensive either. So that was like the drink of London was these Pimm cups and espresso martinis and um, a beer at a pub every now and then. But that was sort of my take of London, and my friend loved it as well. She is actually saying that she wants to move there. I'm like, wow, you really liked it. I just sort of like visiting it, you know, every couple of years. But that was our take on London, and we got lucky with the weather as well. It didn't rain at all. It was pretty summery weather the whole time. Not too hot, not too cold probably the best place we went in terms of the weather on our entire trip actually I think the other biggest thing I did to prepare for this trip overall now that I'm you know just sort of thinking back is I was really preparing myself in terms of like clothing and being in Europe for 20 days is a long time and I wanted to do it all in a carry-on I didn't want to have to be lugging around these giant suitcases on these cobblestone streets and I wanted the option of being able to bring my bag on the plane with me if I didn't feel like checking it so I packed really smart and really carefully with my packing cubes and really thinking and laying things out like days and weeks in advance 
the process of me actually like going on this trip I realized was so much work and just the amount of effort time and money that I put into it was a lot and was very tiring but I'm so glad that I did do it because when I was on this trip I you know was getting to these restaurants getting to these hotels and being like wow like I really put the work in in terms of research like I sat on my computer for hours looking at like well where's the best neighborhood to stay in or like or what are the things I want to see that I want to be like somewhat close to what restaurants do I need to like pre-book because you can't just walk in like I did so much research on looking up things and there were a lot of things we did where we where we would just walk in and like do it on the spot but I think it really pays off to like put the work in on doing a little bit of research and figuring out what it is you exactly want to do because I was like amazed at myself I had like forgotten about the the days I spent on my laptop searching just like oh yeah I did book this really cool restaurant or I did find this hotel or or Airbnb on a steal like because I took the time to do it and I think another big thing is that I I did book this pretty far in advance I think I booked it around January or February for a trip at the end of June so that's pretty good I'd say we we met a couple there that had booked it like two days before and they were like shocked at the prices we got our flights for and I was like well yeah you you booked this two days ago like what did you expect um so just something to keep in mind if you plan on traveling I think it's good to do it with at least a little bit of time in advance unless you've it's somewhere you've been multiple times like I could probably now go to London without doing any research because I know where everything is but a lot of these other places I went to, which I'll get into in the next couple of episodes, I had never been to before. So it just took me a lot of time and a lot of research to really figure out like what I wanted, where I wanted it to be, what I wanted it to do, how I wanted to do it, what I should bring in terms of like packing and so on. Um, but overall, my trip was amazing and London was amazing. I would love to visit it around Christmas time. It just seems like it would be so magical. Obviously very cold, but but very magical. So I think that'd be a fun a fun trip to do in the future. But thank you guys for listening. Um next week's episode will be focused on uh my time in Nice, France, and I may also go into the next city as well depending on how long it is. These episodes will be focused on just like the cool things I did, little things I learned about the culture or just like funny things that happened. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was fun talking about it and I'm happy to just be recording this for myself as well to listen back to one day. Um, Again, if you want to see those TikToks, go to my TikTok page. Um, It's not the podcast TikTok, it's my personal TikTok which is at Shay Shay Gold. And then I also have photos from the trip on my personal Instagram as well, at Shana Goldberg, if you want to see those. Um, but yep, signing off and looking forward to telling you guys about Nice. Bye, guys. <laughs>